Ready Pop. Music changing lives. Welcome to Ready Pop Podcast. Uh, I'm Gavin. I'm creative director of Ready Pop, one of the founders, and I've been leading the charity for many years. Uh, Ready Pop's a music charity. Uh, music changing lives is what we're about, and we support people, support artists, support communities, trying to make a difference, positive difference in people's lives through music. Um, and from the Ready Pop team, from Team Ready Pop, we have Yusef here. Hello, Yusef. Would you like to say hello? Hello, Gavin. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right. And what's your role with Ready Pop? So I am a music program coordinator at Ready Pop, um, which uh, means a number of things uh, and uh, it's a bit of a jack of all trades, master of none job, but um, it's uh, a kind of a small and hardworking team and I'm happy to be a part of it. <laughs> Good, good. And we have two special guests this week. Um, so we have Sabrina Finley. Hello. Uh, hello. Do you, uh, do, do you refer to yourself as Sabrina Finley as, as, a, as an artist or do you <laughs> refer to yourself as something else? I don't know, Gavin. <laughs> okay, we'll, just, leave, we'll leave it there. Just say <laughs> Brina Finlay, and if you know me more than two days and you can call me Brie, it's cool. Okay. <laughs> and we also have Tabby Gazelle. Hello. One of the things that we, basically, in, in this podcast, we sort of like to talk about what you're up to as musicians. Um, you, you've both got kind of connections with, with Ready Pop over the years. Um and explore kind of influences on your music and stuff and then and then we'll play a bit later on so those listening can can hear what you sound like and then we'll link to various places where they can find your tracks and download them and and so forth so um so so sabrina i the the, the hard question for the musician is um what kind of music do you make <laughs> you're asking me all the time i haven't seen you in 11 months and you're asking me the tough questions okay. um what kind of music do you okay, make now so, <laughs> I, I still make everything um i kind of so yusuf mentioned the jack of all trades master of none i was i was thinking that exact same line in my head when you said it because I, I do feel like i enjoy all music and i love making all music the first track i really made and it's out on spotify in the ether uh, it was a dance track um with also another friend of ready pop marcus pearson and and then i started making some now i'm still doing sort of the funk hip-hop style i've also got a couple of dance tracks i've got a, a song that's got a reggae mix to it um and then the latest one that's coming out is electronic so uh, <laughs> I, I can't not do everything because i just I, I like writing to different styles i find it a good challenge I think particularly though with the with the newer stuff that you've had coming out and on its way, um, there does there is there is something consistent there. So with your solo stuff anyway, um, it's got this kind of like slightly smooth soul-y Ooh. thing going on, with, <laughs> and, and a little bit funky. And then you've got all those other influences going along. But it is there's a consistent sound there. Oh, good. I'm glad you I'm glad you've picked that up. Thank you. And Tabby, what, how, how do you describe what you do musically? Um, I would say that I love, I love a bit of everything, but more in this, yeah, different styles too, but more like I love live recording, writing, producing myself as well, like 
creating the song from start to finish. So I would say that most of my stuff is anchored, was before the lockdown, because we've been in it for a long time, was anchored around performing live. So I always like love a live sound. Uh, but now it's, it's yeah, the recording and writing, it's just shifted my focus a little bit more to that and like collab. Um, vocal like I think I sit I think I sit in a world where anything soulful my voice suits so I am open to doing lots of different collaborations and on different styles like through the year I did um, some garage I don't even know how to say it probably is a gar- mm. I'll say garage if I'm Australian <laughs> but when people say you want to be you on a garage London long enough now to call it garage <laughs> I was like, doing some garage music I never thought that I'd be doing and um you know, and then I find myself on some dance tracks and then some other bluesy, funky tunes. So, yeah, it's anything that kind of needs some raspy soul. I'll be found there. Good. good. So, Bree, um, well, the first question we like to ask people um, is how has music changed your life? Wow, okay. Um, music has... I mean, has music changed your life? (laughs) (laughs) Is it really cliche to say that music is my life? Um, I think, I I think I was just, when I, when I was growing up, um, I was definitely that kid in the yearbook where they, you wrote down your future and some, some one of my friends would go most likely to become an entertainer or become famous or one of those things. And then recently another friend of mine said, you know what, good for you for for keep going on with your passion for music and I never really thought about it until he mentioned it because it's it's not something you think about when you're in the thick of it and I'm like it, yeah I, I, it's, it is my life so when I when I finish my day of teaching or songwriting I then go and find something else to do with music so I've um, just picked up a new instrument I've picked up some electric drums <laughs> Because I think, well, I love music and I don't really know how to play the drums and I want to I want to learn something. I want to keep learning in music. So it's changed my life in the way of it, it, it constantly challenges me and there's so much of it. And, it, you know, you can never get or do all the music you want in your whole life. So just keep going and if it makes you happy. So it makes me happy. So it's changed my life and made me happy. When, you were, when you're talking about, you know, those, that school days, where was that? Was that in the UK or were you... Did you go to school? Um, I went to school in Singapore, so quite close to Tabby, which is kind of cool. We're from the same <laughs> yeah. hemisphere, at least. <laughs> far, far away. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Singapore is where I grew up and where I first started performing. I got my first live gig at 17 with this really cool blues guitarist called Odie. Um, his email address was like something like od is the man at whatever.com <laughs> and he was so cool taught me how to play some like jazz chords in singapore and then and i moved here and took with me this little gem of um happiness and just thrived in school with it because we didn't really we weren't offered music gcses in singapore it was like math one math two or math three and i was like barely struggling with math half so <laughs> music was very much needed that's the thing um, in schools in singapore maths is the thing 
Yeah, well, you know, that's, but they're so, but they're so good because they go to other countries and they apply their math there. Whereas, and I'm like, I'll take my music to England and apply my music here. So that's that's what I did. It's not so much Singapore soul. That's not, not such, not so big yet. Well, actually, you say that, and I'm just gonna uh, do a little plug for my friend who's in a band called The Souls, and um, they're in Singapore and they're really, really amazing. Lead male and female vocal, and they're stunning and. Yes, my friends in Singapore are doing music as well, which is great to know that you know we're all still doing our thing. Oh, well, try and find it and have a listen. Y- yeah, they're on Spotify. So, Tabby, hello. Has, has music has music changed your life? Music has definitely changed my life. I would say, um, I would say for me, just it's that opportunity. Music just gives you that opportunity to do and say whatever you want. Um, without just without social constructs, and it's just it's just freeing. So you know, I was born and raised. You know, I was born and raised in Australia, and my whole life is I've always felt like it's just it's just fine now. I'm reaping the benefits, but I've always felt like I'm just different and stick out. You know, my out of a school of six hundred, um, you know, I always remember this uh, that out of the, the they took the school picture, six hundred kids. And there's two black blobs in the picture, and I was like, "Whoa, who's it? Me and my brother." So, <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> to, 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 to really feel different, like it, it, that picture just says what your existence can be like. And um, but but through music, I found like I found at a young age, because I, I was born and raised in music with my family, we were in a family band, we were singing in church. It's just the connector. It's a connector to other people. It's a way to connect to yourself. When I write. I don't have to think about how I present myself or if I'm going to get judged for anything. I just write, and I've been, you know, challenged to be more vulnerable the older that I got. That I can say who I am, share who I am through music, and connect, like connected to you guys. It's all through music. So mm. even when I'm at different jobs, which I've had through my life, or um, just in different life experiences, the minute that I say that I sing, the minute they say that I write songs. People just open up and share a much more authentic version of themselves. I find, and I just、mm. get to have really strong connections to people that otherwise, just looking at me, there's no way to connect. Like they would be like, "What would you, you, what would you and I have in common?"、Um, so I've just really enjoyed being able to share with share. Like music is such a sharing experience,、uh, and changed my life that I've had experiences to travel with music. And see places that I don't think I would have seen, like go to tours in Australia that were out in regional parts that I don't think I would have seen <laughs> ever without the music, and then travel internationally through music. So I'm super grateful. It's funny when you when you do travel with music and you go and perform in places, you get, I think you get a、um, a very sort of. Specific and particular experience of those places because you're a guest,、yeah. and people people pleased to see you, <laughs> which is nice. And they do things for you, and and show you places that are nice and stuff.、Uh, it's I remember I, I used to tour quite a lot with the band,、um, and you know the kind of band that we get picked up from the airport and taken somewhere nice and shown around the sites.、Mm-hmm. I think the first time I got a flight、uh, just on holiday. Was a real shock.、Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I had to, I had to find my own bus, book my own hotel. You had to wait in line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody was gonna, 
tell me where to go or what to eat or when to go to bed. So <laughs> sure. all of that for myself. Were you expecting a man at the front with your name on the cardboard? Yeah. Ushering, ushering a red carpet. Uh, yeah. uh, we, we, weren't, we weren't red carpet status, but we were definitely man with a bit of cardboard status. Yeah. <laughs> um, so our flip side question um, is... Um, and back to Brie is is how has life how has life changed your music because life's happened to people this last year mm. how's that changed it changed um, the music you make the music you do how you do it <laughs> okay so the music I make uh, it hasn't changed well it has changed context so um, I have written a song a song about um, being in lockdown uh, which I will tell you more about later. Um, and I also um, started going through some of my old stuff, picking out some old lyrics, picking out, going through voice memos, um, and just thought rather than create something new, I'm just going to see what I have in the back catalogue that I put to one side. And actually, there's, there was quite a lot of good stuff that I just probably lost um, sort of creativity at that point I had maybe I had something more important to do or you know work or normal life before 2020 and um and so I yeah I just took all those old songs and I and I brought them back to life and finished them which is what is the, you know, as an artist you're like, I finished a song ah! <laughs> <laughs> that bridge I didn't know what to write um so yeah that's how it's changed my music in terms of work with music and teaching it's been on zoom um which has been thoroughly interesting i feel like when i get back to band practice i'm gonna lag naturally interesting digital jazz syncopation new genre coming to you I guess on Zoom you get used to it um, and then we had that little break in the middle where we could all sort of come back to normal for a bit um, and then back on Zoom. So yeah, that, that's been, lockdown's been interesting. Um, I've been missing my live music, my band, um, bands. I don't know how many bands I have anymore, probably just the one. I've <laughs> 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 um, been looking at Twitch. Um, I did a live stream for charity, which was pretty good. Um, very, very happy with the success of that. Also was really worried about the fact that I couldn't perform to anybody in front of me besides the guy using, doing the camera thing. Um, and, um, yeah, that's how it's changed. Um, mm. I, I think just trying to look at other avenues and how to express even if two people are watching or three people are watching it's just that you need that outlet you write all this stuff and then you have you can't do anything and just putting it in a microphone isn't the same as getting reactions so i think i'm going to start looking at doing some things where i can flip to online if i need to and build a following or something i don't know i still have to learn the twitch jargon i don't understand any of it it's funny when you're a musician, you have to kind of, when you've left something for so long and then and then you can finally listen to it like you're sending it to someone else and then you can go, oh, I wrote that. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. actually all right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
to Tabby. How's how's life impacted you over the last your music over the last over the last year or so? Yeah. Did, were you this time last year? Were you were you even in the UK? Were you this time in last in, year? I had what are we Feb? Just in March. just in March. I had literally just come. I just came back to to the UK to like restart my whole life. Um, so. I think I think it's just it, it's you say has has life been impacted? Was it has life been impacted through music or has, has life has how has life changed your music? How's life? Oh, okay. So <laughs> yeah, life has definitely changed my music. I think um, I think personally, I was just going through so many things. Um, I don't know. I changed. I've changed a lot, and I think I've grown a lot over the last few years. I think you can't help it because you're just under so many different. Like being in a new country and going through so many different experiences, like you just can't. And I'm open to that sort of stuff. I just changed a lot. Felt like I grew a lot. Um, I used to live with that. So I know you guys. I used to live in Reading, and then I moved to London, um, and just grinding away. Uh, kind of just worked mainly in the live scene, doing showcases, re- released some songs through the years. But mainly it was all to do with like just get me on a stage please get me on a stage anywhere um so i was used to that and then i'd gone what had happened i had a big life you know relationship breakdown and um i had to go like just reapply for my visa status to be able to stay in the uk so that was a big moment mm. and i was just like really not sure about you know i was like i'm i'm I've got big faith that like whatever whatever happens is what's meant to be like that's what your path is it will turn right but going through that sort of stuff where I'm like oh the UK is my home now I do like Australia Australia has been my home as well but I'm building something in the UK the thought of that not not the thought of that just being taken away was just like some levels of anxiety that I've never experienced before but um, some angels helped me out including Ready Pop <laughs> Um, helped me get my endorsement uh, application together. So I'm back in the UK under um, a music visa. So I'm free. It's like, oh, brilliant. it's just like amazing to be like back here and be like, yes, well, you know that you do music and we want you to do music. And they're like, what was the best part about it? It's like, we don't even expect you to have lots of money. So <laughs> we don't want <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, that's the good thing about a music visa is that you, your earnings can be pitiful. <laughs> Whereas if you're a covered footballer, you have to earn like yeah. 20 at least 40,000 pounds show it to you. so you I was like what so that was really cool because I'm like I do make it but I can't show you all of it all the time but um so <laughs> coming mean if but, you don't make any music you'll get deported <laughs> yeah <laughs> 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 better make that music <laughs> you know you, you said you said collaboration <laughs> yeah <laughs> There's someone at the home office with a listening ear waiting to hear your vocal cords Call the art council right now. (laughs) (laughs) So that was massive. And so the stories just kept on building up, coming back and starting again and thinking like we were going to take off and, you know, we were starting to get more festivals. My band was locked in, was just getting more attention. And then lockdown happened. So back in Feb, lockdown happened in March and it's that once again another level of um you know not knowing the unknown lots of things away from family um was the only one here and you know faced with do I need to go back to Australia now that all life has dried up 
that was my main thing but it just challenged me to um focus in on the things in my music career that i hadn't put much attention to or enough so it's actually a blessing in disguise like i've been focusing more on my recorded side i've been focusing more on collaborations so i spent the year there's the the equivalent of uh prs in australia is called apra and so for the year i spent it collaborating with different producers some based in the uk some in scotland some back in australia and i'm like that's exactly what i would like i love to do that to actually provide an opportunity to do it in a way that i probably wouldn't have chased it before um so i sought out more of those collaborative experiences and also took the year and was i think bold enough to write my most authentic music like block of music yet because i've just as a, as part of the healing process I've, i've put it into song um and just gone what is this experience like if i could just take everything and and put it down that's and i'm really yeah i'm proud about that because you know i think that everyone everyone has their own story um so being able to just share it in music i think someone maybe want it doesn't matter but i think someone else may be able to to connect so making the best out of some crappy situations is always a good thing yeah. it's really beautiful as well to hear kind of from two people who were not born in the uk who've come over here and kind of made music their passion because i know kind of like from my own family's immigrant stories yeah. that a lot of creative stuff was kind of beaten out of you because <laughs> the ob- the object was to survive and all the yeah. creative mm. stuff was seen as frivolous yeah. so it, hearing from people who are coming here to do it to m- try and make it happen that's that's you know from my perspective quite inspiring in a way thank you i suppose the other the other big thing the the in terms of wider consciousness came up last year and was reflected in in the the track yours that we're going to play was was all of the reaction uh and response that that led into black lives matter movement yeah. and that kind of groundswell that came up last year um and yeah that kind of prompted you to to write this song with your brother yes right? uh so I've always like my brother and I a year apart and we've in some way shape or form always been in music and performance he's a re- he's an incredible recording artist Timomatic shout out um he's yeah he's and he's produced some of my stuff before but we'd never we'd never written together and like put out a song together and said this is a thing and we didn't we never we we've, we're in different fields so we never thought that it was something that we just needed to do just because we're brother and sister we just support each other in different ways but when that black lives matter thing happened it was so but like, it hit us so strongly um not only for what was happening through the states but our own personal experience um as dark skin as black people growing up in australia and what's still happening there so we we talk we're very close anyway so that was just a natural conversation and we basically wrote the song he wrote it from he wrote his part from australia i did mine from here in the uk we got it recorded got it finished edited i think even a video i think the video was the second week but we actually did that in one week it was mm. boom done from the and i think that happened because we were just so passionate and that we were like let's just get it out let's not think about our genres let's not think about you know what we're trying to achieve with our singles it's like let's we've got something to say and we wanted to share the aspect of the the love aspect like bring it back to the love and that, the song came out of that and it was really nice because it was also first it was also a vehicle for us to 
collaborate. Is there anybody out there? Anybody listening? Are you awake now? Have I got your attention? I know you'll see the pain, but it don't get the same, no. When it's in your face, you can't look away. We cannot sit here in silence. Oh no, when another brother can't breathe. This ain't a call to violence, but we got to bring hate to its knees. Stand up for love. We gotta come together. Enough is enough. Well now you're not the Black is beautiful Say that you walk with me Can we finally talk about this? Get ready cause I'm ready I understand how the truth is hard to swallow Please don't tell me to wait Can't afford another day no. We're the human race Where's the love and grace? We cannot sit here in silence Oh no When one of my sisters can't live This ain't a call to violence but we've got to church now for peace Stand up for love We gotta come together Enough is enough If you don't want to know, you know that Black is beautiful Say that you walk with me Um, and Sabrina, what are we gonna, what are we gonna listen to from you? What, what you've got some new stuff coming out, or is it, is it? How would you describe? It? Is it new? Is it? It's a new release. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> <Sorry. it's> new. <laughs> it depends. It depends on which song. So I've got two songs. Um, the first one is called "The Medicine," and that is a song that I wrote some time ago and recorded some time ago with Tom uh, Freethos, who is also a friend of Ready Pop. Yeah. And we met at Ready Pop, actually, so thank you for that, because I've known you guys for over a decade now. 
Yeah. You gave me one of my first jobs. Um, so yeah, we recorded that and revamped it and just hasn't been the right time to release the song. Um, I guess medicine is quite topical at the moment. It is. And you know what? Right, right time, right place. Yeah. Who knows? So it is quite topical. So it's, it's a medicine and it's electronic. Um, and the second song is a song that I wrote in lockdown called Honeybee. And it was inspired by um, me going through sort of Instagram and Facebook and looking at a lot of my friends who have uh, been separated physically because of the lockdown. So some of them who um, live in different countries, for example, had to all go back to their, their home country. And it really, I, I'm very lucky because I live with Pete and we spent so much time in lockdown together um, that I really in, in, enjoyed being able to have that time with him. And I just felt really quite sad about everybody else's situation if they were in that situation. So I wrote this song based on that sort of inspiration. Um, and I wrote it with my friend, Chris, who is a reality, reality shock records in Reading. Mm -hmm. And yes, I'm excited about that one too, but they're very contrasting songs. Honeybee is kind of soul. Um, and the medicine is electronic, but both came from the piano. Both came from me sat down and playing something on the piano and then going, Hey, can we do something with this? And then, <laughs> Now we've got two tracks that I'm really excited about. Great. And they're, when are they coming out? The Medicine comes out on the 19th of March. And Honeybee, I'm going to say the week or the week after that, I haven't quite decided yet. Uh, we still have a few things to just tie up before we release. But The Medicine is definitely coming out 19th of March. I think there's a video. I'm going to do some promo. Um, and yeah, should be good. I'm excited. Well, let's have a little listen to some excerpts of those tracks. Yeah. Thinking about 
So, thank you to Bree. Thank you to Tabby. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that has been Ready Pops Music Changing Lives podcast. Please listen to the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Ready Pop Music Changing Lives.